It's the Muppets Minute Show with host Nick and Annie and special guest Dustin. Yay! Yay! It's time to talk about the Muppets movies minute by minute. Today we're talking about the great Muppet caper, Minute 12. Minute 12 starts with Gonzo questioning what's wrong with bus terminals and ends with the gang heading to the Happiness Hotel. This may be my, oh, not even maybe, this is my favorite minute so far. It's going to be hard to beat this one. Yeah. Wow, this one. Yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah. Uh, There's just so much. Yeah, there's just so much good comedy in this one. I I love when the Muppets just kind of are getting together. I love the on the road random chatter between Muppets. Mm -hmm. I think that's just their observations. Yeah. Through their eyes. Yeah. I think that's when they're at their best. And, and you know, I always wonder because it it sounds so natural and so good. It it almost sounds like just ad libbing some stuff back and forth. I I have no idea, you know, how how much of some of this stuff is in the script. You know, I know some of the jokes are, but just some of that random babble back and forth. And one of the ones that like really got me here. Um, and I honestly couldn't understand Fozzie either. He was like, are bears allowed in the fountains? And I honestly, like, I didn't understand them either. And I, I remember never, like, really understanding him. And until I slowed it down minute by minute and really listened. Uh, when I was funny. a kid, I said I wasn't going to talk about this, but I will. <laughs> when I was a kid, I, I could not understand him. I thought he was saying some, I thought he was saying no stoppins. Really? Yeah. I asked my mom, I said, what's no stoppins? How funny, because I did not have a problem understanding oh. him at all. He, anyways, Fozzie says, are bears allowed in those fountains? Yeah. Yes. As they're driving past the fountains in Trafalgar Square. Yeah. And even That's- Kermit asks what, you know, like he doesn't understand them either. And, and I always wonder if that was like maybe ad lib, maybe. Part I don't of the know. joke. Yeah, yeah, like he didn't hear him either. Because it but is, yet. it's a weird statement. I don't know. And I, I almost sounded like he was talking in like a different language. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone right now. So I'm glad you guys like this mountain. <laughs> I'm glad you guys, I'm glad you guys <laughs> like this minute. I apologize. <laughs> because uh, here's what I wrote at the top of this minute. Weak minute, lame jokes. Oh! <laughs> oh! Oh! Come but, on! But it has the funniest moment so far, which is at the beginning here. <laughs> so, so the beginning, yeah, we're still in the scene at the pond. We're oh, still yeah, in the okay. scene at the pond here. So Gonzo says, what's wrong with bus terminals? <laughs> uh, which is really indicative of what Gonzo does in every scene of this movie. Exactly. He's always saying, why don't we do the other horrible thing? Right. Why, don't we, why don't we do something that's crazier or worse yeah. it's sort of really indicative of <laughs> but the he's Gonzo thrilled character. to do it yeah yeah what, what's wrong with bus terminals yeah. so and then what happens annie and then as, as justin said this guy makes a hard right <laughs> the british gentleman <laughs> robert just, morley he just says like what's going on and he turns <laughs> and he just walks away <laughs> It's really funny. So in the previous minute, he was so helpful, so friendly, welcoming them to England, going out of his way to help them and be nice. And then... (laughs) And then they uh, say, what's wrong with, Gonzo says, what's wrong with bus terminals? He stands up and gives them this look of abject hatred and judgment. I think it's after something Kermit says, and I wish I had written it down, but it looks like Kermit says something like, he he says something perfectly nice, I think, like, thank you for your help or something. And then he just gives him this look. It's like, oh my God, I don't know why. I don't know why it's so funny, but it makes me laugh He walks away from them like he's utterly disgusted (laughs) all of a sudden after being nothing but helpful. Do you think that's an American commentary on like the british because like they're very helpful and then like behind 
your back, they treat you like crap? I think so. You think so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it is, because I do think if you do slow it down, he does give a kind of a polite smile towards the group, and he doesn't give the bad face till he starts turning away. Right, but it is, it is, uh, it's like a judgmental face. Oh, it's kind it totally of like, is. It's kind of like a, what was that all about? What yeah. just happened? Kind of like, I, this is not my scene. <laughs> right. The, the, these totally guys true. aren't proper England. No, they definitely don't uh, fit into his, um, <laughs> his, his worldview. Oh, man. All right, so Trafalgar Square. Uh, yeah, fun looks, place. Still looks the same. So for me, the rest of this minute here is just like proving, hey, we actually went to England and we actually shot at some English locations in uh, in Britain. Mm-hmm. And it's just two really long shots of this bus. But as we noticed a little later, it does look like they're actually they're in, actually in the bus. There. And I would have, you know, I always thought they weren't in there. You right. know, I thought this was you just set up across the street and wait for an actual double decker bus right. to go by. Yeah. But doesn't that impress you even is, a little bit? It is now that I'm looking very closely and seeing them in there. That's kind of cool. Okay, did the minute go up a little bit in your estimation? Just a little Just bit. Just a little bit, all right. Mm-hmm. All right. The, the only problem is, though, they switch sides whenever the camera goes inside the bus. <laughs> well, now that you've pointed that out, it ruined everything. Continuity. That's our job. Because <laughs> uh, they're definitely like on the outside of the fountains when, you know, when we're seeing yeah. the wide shot. Then we cut inside. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're and right. they're on the inside portion, the right-hand side of the bus. Mm. looking mm-hmm. at the fountains and stuff. And th- that will happen a few times here. Um, same thing happens later on. Uh, yeah, after they uh, pass at the very, very end of the minute, because they're obviously on the left-hand side on the wide shot, the right-hand side of the bus on the close-up. Hmm. Well, I just it just seemed to me they were seated in different places than they are when you see them from the outside of the bus. Yeah. In relationship to each other as well. That's true. It's all over the map. But, yeah, you know, you're right, though. Now, now the minute has gone back down just, for me. Just, okay, we ruined uh, it. Nick just, ruined it. Just watching it, though, I don't know if I ever really realized they were actually in the bus, like you guys are saying. Like, if we're not... I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if they if we hadn't noticed the impressive thing of them being on the bus, none of this would bother us. Because at the end of this minute, or close to the end, Gonzo takes a picture. You know, right here in this shot, the flash goes off. And then, because for me, I thought, well, this could just be any bus. And then they just ADR over it. But they actually shot this particular bus because there's a flash on it. Yeah. Well, not only is there a flash, you can see all the Muppets on the bus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like it legitimately came from a camera that a Muppet was holding, Mm -hmm. it seems like, which is pretty impressive. However, not impressive is that this this professional, quote unquote, photographer uh, took a picture with a flash from behind a glass window. Yeah. Uh, he he always uses a flash. Right. I'm not even sure that those kind of flashes were used in 1981. I don't think they were. Uh, no, they were. That's from the 1950s or before. Let's be real, though. Gonzo does not seem like the uh, the epitome <laughs> of professional photography. He's just flashing people in the face for a comedy bit. Right, and he, he some of the pictures we were talking about last week are probably pretty good pictures. Like that picture he got of the boss's reaction right when he said stop the presses, that was probably a pretty good picture. By the like way, I, I have decided to keep a running list just in case we need it later on of things he's taken pictures of. Okay, good. Yeah, because so, I do want to yeah. know. That's a great mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. So then you wrote, you wrote down the uh, what I believe is the, the Tam River, the, th- the Tame, the, 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 the Tame. I just wrote down Thames? River the under Thames? a London Bridge. I don't know. I think it's just the Tam. Isn't the yeah, England it's, River? It's not the, the English, English River. 
But that's definitely on that list. And they also have passed by the uh, the Eiffel Tower, according right. to Gonzo and Fozzie, which is something I think even a child would know. That's a funny bit. Yeah. yeah. Right? Okay, it was funny. Mm-hmm. That's not a lame joke. <laughs> I think the funniest part of the joke, joke, too, is how Gonzo says, that's the Eiffel Tower. And Fozzie goes, yeah. Yeah. And the current, it's like, no. no. <laughs> like, Fozzie goes, no. No, no. Fozzie <laughs> agrees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, boss. Yeah, boss. He's right. Uh, and then guys... Fozzie asks if bears are allowed in those fountains. Right. That That's not much of a joke for me. It's, no. It's, it's okay. <laughs> it's a little but no, strange. It's not necessarily about the, the, the powerfulness of the joke, the, the funniness of the joke. It, it's about just the small, like, chat between the... The observations, the, yeah. yeah. They don't have to... It doesn't have to be, like, hitting it out of the park no. every time. It's just, <laughs> it's just something Fozzie would want to do is to take a bath. Mm-hmm. So do you guys do you guys know what the Eiffel Tower really is there? You guys know what that is? Oh, the big, the tall thing yeah. in the jig with the, yeah. is that Napoleon on the top? No, it is Nelson's Column. It is a statue in honor of Admiral Nelson after his victory in the Battle of Trafalgar. Trafalgar? Sure, Trafalgar <laughs> in 1805. All right. Yep. I didn't know who was in the top, but I did know about, you know, the square. There you go. There. And the lions around them, uh, around the uh, statue, protect Nelson, Admiral Nelson. Yeah. it's it, There's always a lot of people there. It's kind of like a hangout. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, a, like, it's like the Piazza of London, you know? <laughs> so it's pretty cool. I mean, the other joke I really like, I mean, Gonzo takes the picture and Fozzie's arm is in it. And he says it adds human interest. And Fozzie goes, but I'm a bear. Because you know that's what every, we're all thinking. I love it. I like when I like when they say what we're thinking. That's yeah. another thing I like. Yeah. It's funny because that was the same thing that I was thinking when he said that. So. Well, yeah. as somebody who uh, works in media, I think of this scene when I shoot. Oh, <laughs> because really? I had to ask another thing because I watched this a lot as a child. I asked my mom, "What is what does human interest mean?" <laughs> and uh, and and so now when I shoot establishing shots, I'm always like, "It would be better if this building had somebody walking in or out of it." Had human interest, and go. I think of this scene from <laughs> wow. this movie in in how I shoot stuff. I think about how that whole Gonzo song tied back to your uh, to your actual personal life too, <laughs> and I feel like you picked these minutes intentionally because they have somehow affected your life, sure, in a sure. very personal way. So I do. I did learn something from Gonzo's terrible photography in this movie, mm-hmm. and that is to add human interest into go. into your uh, into your photos and video, have even you, if that human interest is the elbow of a bear. Right? Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> tried adding a bear and seeing how that does for you? I should. Yeah. I will. I will take that into consideration. Bear interest. And mm. the other thing that we need to point out is that they are on the, the double decker bus, so that's iconic London as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's that's good to have in here, especially uh, you know knowing the bus they're going to get soon enough. Right, and I think it's pretty funny how when I mean we'll find out the truth of it, but when we are on this bus and he actually says, "Is anyone for the Happiness Hotel?" and I'm immediately thinking, "Wow, this bus actually stops for the Happiness Hotel." <laughs> <laughs> well, did I know? So the bus conductor that asks if uh, anyone wants to get out the Happiness Hotel—that is—is is, uh, is this a cameo? Um, not a, it, this is not considered a cameo. This is just considered an acting credit. Uh, okay. This is Tommy Godfrey, and uh, oddly enough, Godfrey made his film debut as a bus conductor in the 1949 film 
Ealing uh, to let's fast forward to P- Pimlico. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a comedy. That's my favorite film. It's a really good one. That's a deep dive for uh, film fans there, putting that guy in this film. Yeah, I wonder if they knew he was a bus conductor or if that was just a complete coincidence. I'm having trouble with these British words today. It's all right. Yeah. It's a foreign language. It's it's English, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You shouldn't. Passport to Pimlico. Godfrey uh, is such a British name, though. Yeah, it is. And so he he's a British actor that usually uh, usually cast as a working class type. So he's actually played a bus conductor a whole bunch of times. Oh, okay. okay. I do know a man from Uganda named Godfrey, though. Oh, really? He's Ugandan. Okay. Well, I'm wrong about But it that. does sound very British. It does. It does. So, though, to me, this is like, I don't know, the, 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 the line between cameo and just acting credit is, is weird sometimes in these films. So, like, this guy, I feel like this is almost a cameo. Like, because it's like, this, this guy has played a bus conductor a whole bunch of times. And he's like, usually plays a working class guy, you know, so. Yeah. You know, know, it's funny. We were, I mean, like you said, you don't recognize half these people anyway, or most of these people. But we were just talking about last week, the minutes before this, when the guy was throwing them boxes out of the plane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, could, we could not find that guy. No oh, idea who he but was. But I did. But I did. Oh, you did. Okay. How did you, you, okay. Let me. Uh, Stop I, the presses, as Gonzo would say. Is he on IMDb? Yeah, well, no. Okay. So I did find a list of uh, cameos. He's uncredited. Uh, Uncredited cameos. Hold on, I'll pull it up. This is uh he's one of the writers um of the film actually. Okay. Uh Jay Tarsus. So he's one of the oh. script writers. Yeah. Did you did you shoot me a text about that earlier? I did. I, was, I did. I was distracted. I thought Sorry. you were I thought see I wasn't going to bring that up cuz I thought you were setting me up really sw- smoothly. No, it was not, but now we gave away our game, so it's all good. Cuz I found this while I was researching these minutes. And I, I I texted Annie and I was like, darn, I wish we brought this up last week. And now we're done. Last week's done. We can't bring it up. It's and, all coming back to me now. And so I was just going to have to go to the grave knowing that I never gave this piece of information. <laughs> no, that's not how it works on our show. And then here we go. Annie, Annie sets me up beautifully. I knock it out of the park. And yes, mm-hmm. Jay Tarsus was the guy who threw the uh, the boxes out the way. I knew it had to be somebody, right? Like, it, well, you, that makes sense then if yeah. it's the writer and he wouldn't be credited and it, mm-hmm, he would yeah. want to be in the movie. And yeah, okay, it all makes sense now. So the Muppet movie is so loaded with cameos. I mean, every scene's got one. It mm-hmm. seems like, and they're all like the biggest comedians of film and screen. And yeah. then this one feels like it's got like four cameos. Yeah, you know, and then the other ones and they're not very memorable, very recognizable. Yeah, uh, anymore. Mm-mm. Wow, uh, he apparently appeared on camera with Jim Carrey in the short-lived sitcom *The Duck Factory*. I never heard of that. No. Hmm. Was that like pre *In Living Color*? Or? I might have been. Hmm. No clue. No idea what that is. Had to I be because he was too famous ha- yeah. to, to do something like that afterwards. Right. We wouldn't have heard of it, and this guy is also probably pretty old. <laughs> yeah. I would assume. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, born 1939. So yeah. So he's 40-something, early 80s. So Gonzo gets in one more joke when they're crossing that bridge, and he says the, the scenery is very realistic. And that's like the only time they break the fourth wall in this group of minutes that I, that I watched. But uh, it's sort of a very a minor breaking of the fourth wall. Like pointing like, out the fact that they're on location. Yeah, it's like pointing out, hey, look, we've been to these like amazing places, which they didn't do in the Muppet movie so much, you know. Mm-hmm. They, 
they drove through some canyons and some desert. But other than that, you know, right. So, so here they are. Yeah. Yeah. Here they are in these really big, famous locations. Yeah, that's true. Well, again, I, I do like to point out that like everything, a lot of things that we see in this film are like plussing the first movie, like up a yeah. few notches. So yeah, now we're, you know, we did a lot of in-studio stuff, um, you know, last last movie. Now this movie, look, we're taking the Muppets out into the real world. We're filming mm-hmm. in London. Like that's insane. There was one more thing I noticed I wanted to point out is that Kermit is no longer wearing his coat, um, but Gonzo is. Like, is that a thing throughout the movie? I don't even remember. I don't think Kermit wears the coat again after the opening number and maybe the opening the scene, with, scene. The, with the boss. He doesn't have it again. I okay. don't think so. So, yeah, it's very funny how, like, they put him in his, like, Sesame Street his reporter Sesame, yeah, costume because we, we he was a reporter in Sesame yep. Street often back then. And he then. had a hat, too. Uh-huh. So he was basically wearing that costume. So I don't know why they had to dress him like a reporter in full trench coat and hat. Mm-hmm. But Fozzie just puts the word press in his hat. Yep. That's all he needs. <laughs> but yeah, we Fozzie never had the coat, I remember. But Gonzo, it looks like, is going to probably keep the coat. Because mm-hmm. um, he's already wearing clothes. Maybe it, that's why they decided to do that. But yeah, I just want to point that out. So you don't... I haven't watched the movie recently, so I don't know. He never really wears the coat again. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. My guess is that since Kermit's primary objective is to catch the thief, he wants mm-hmm. to be a little more undercover. Yeah. He's certainly not going to stand out as is. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't want that press label strategy. on him. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys talk about? So this movie came out in 1981, which was after the fifth and final season of the Muppet Show, right? Yes. So then they did Muppets Take Manhattan a few years later, and then was that it for a while? For a, lo- a long time, I think. Right. You're, was it not till not till Disney bought the Muppets that they started doing more? I believe you're getting way ahead of us. Come on! Oh, no, sorry. We're, we're only on the Muppet <laughs> Caper. We don't know anything past minute twelve of the Muppet <laughs> of Caper. this movie. I'm actually very curious, though. Um, I think I think you're right. Took a big I, time I think off, of yeah. these three as the as the epitome of the like the three original Muppet movies. Mm-hmm. If it's like the trilogy or mm-hmm. whatever, and everything after that, just to me, seem feels secondary. I mean, it's not like it's. They're not as good in terms of quality, but I feel like the heart has changed a bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know why, because I know Henson participated in some of those, but it just didn't feel the same. Uh, uh, Muppets Christmas. Yeah. So Muppets Take Manhattan was 84. So they did 79, 81, 84. So very short so, period of time did three films. Uh, Christmas Carol was the next. And it didn't come out till 92. And yeah. I remember a long break. It, but that wasn't a Disney one. No, was it. No. no, no, but it was uh, distributed by Buena Vista Pictures. Because sure. that was when the merger was like starting yeah, to happen, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, we, Treasure we, Island was probably the first Disney one, right? Right. Uh, Walt Disney Pictures is actually the production company on that. Um, on Carol Muppets uh, Christmas Carol and Treasure Island, uh, then Columbia Pictures for Muppets from Space, then back to Walt Disney Pictures when they actually officially owned it for the Muppets and Most Wanted. Okay, so those are the only movies. The ones that we all just mentioned. Okay. That was it. Yeah, those are the movies. Yeah. Those are the feature yeah. length Wizard films. of Oz one, wasn't there? That was a TV one, oh, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I think that, like, the TV specials kind of don't count. Okay. When we talk about like theatrical releases, I guess. Yeah. Sorry to get off topic there. No, That's you're all fine. That's I've got for this minute. But I think just putting it in the context of this was immediately after the se- the series ended. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
perhaps interesting. Well, uh, you know, again, as uh, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, like it 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 ended and they wanted to move on to other things. Jim Henson actually wanted to move on to Dark Crystal, but uh, in order to get the money to to produce that, they were like, "Well, you have to you have to give me a second Muppet film right now." Like he want, yeah. I, I believe, I, I though from what I read about it, it feels like he wanted to wait, so he didn't want it to just be a two year gap here. But he had to put out this film to get the money and financing to do Dark Crystal, which was his real thing that he really wanted to move on to by this time. All right, so uh, thanks a lot for uh, joining us here, and uh, head over to MuppetsMinute.com for more great, awesome information, and uh, follow us on. Twitter and Facebook as well and uh, and get ready for the next minute which is minute 13 which will bring you tomorrow here on Muppets Minute. See you later. Bye bye. <laughs>